increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million. And I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey, everybody. Welcome to STRonomics. This is a very big day for us because Kenny Bedwell, my main man, right here on the left-hand side, he's going to do the intro for the very, very first time. Go, Kenny. Oh, well, I thought that was the intro. Welcome to oh, STRonomics. I'm setting you up. I'm like, you're your wingman. So, yeah, one, two, three, go, Kenny. All right. Well, welcome again, everybody, to STRonomics. I'm Kenny Bedwell, and I've got Bill Faith with me. And today we are going to be talking about drum roll. I don't know if you can hear that, but <laughs> investing into midterm rental markets versus short-term rental markets, like vacation rental markets, and what the difference is in those markets. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. Hey, it's not that exciting. <laughs> but we, 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 have, we have somebody penetrating our uh, our our thing here. Yeah, I don't know how the fuck he got this link, but hang on. Is that me? I am done. Oh, hey. How'd you get this link, Ryan? You sent it to me. Oh, that's why you didn't get it, Kenny. See, I'm supposed to send it to Ryan. <laughs> so maybe we should talk about investing in Branson, Missouri, as opposed to midterm rentals right now. Yeah, there we go. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I think the midterm market in Branson's fantastic, too. No one's touching it. What What is the midterm market like in Branson? Like, tell me about, like, what is the audience demographic there? Yeah, so, I mean, traditionally, before COVID, it was a second home market and a retirement market. And then COVID changed us just like everyone else. So we're getting a whole bunch of primary residents here that wouldn't have been here normally. Um, with that, there's not a whole lot of inventory. So people are building, right? And overwhelmingly, what we've seen in that space is, you know, they start building and, you know, the builder promises them eight to nine months for completion. And then you get to a year and a half and it's like, well, I still have a place to live. Got a bunch of people living in campgrounds and in their fifth wheels and that sort of thing. So. Wow. So I've got some some colleagues that went and, you know, because Branson's pretty regulated uh, in terms of STR restrictions. So I've had some colleagues over the last year or so buy single family homes, furnish them and do the midterm stay thing. And they're just they're just booked up solid. So I think that's a good way to kind of hedge your bets against short term saturation. Like you can do a little bit of both and really cater to a demographic that's not being served. Do you think that's a long term play? Like just the midterm rental side, not the short term rental side, but the midterm rental side in Branson area. Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially too, as you look at, you know, the, the people that are wanting the midterm stays, you know, the traveling nurses and professionals, oddly enough, like contractors too, because we don't have the labor pool in Branson to accommodate the demand of growth that we have. So, I mean, we're seeing whole hotels getting booked up by these big contractors out of Kansas City and Oklahoma City to do these resort developments because the the labor just isn't here, you know? So I think between, you know, a different number of different factors, whether it's people that are building their primaries or um, support services, I think there is, there's a demand for it. It's just not being served. How do you find those people who are looking for the midterm rentals? Is it just through the regular OTAs? 
Um, word of mouth has been primarily what's getting them booked up. Like I said, that that space is being completely unserved right now in our market. To answer your question, I don't know. I don't know what the what the strongest avenue is going to be for that. But I think just setting up a direct booking site and then going through the OTAs would be a good way to start. Gotcha. Okay. So what, I guess if you could say like, what are the characteristics? Like what, because what I'm trying to understand is how can I replicate that in other markets, not just Branson, but what are kind of the characteristics? So it's people who are moving into the area, into this expanding area. There's a lot of new construction going on. What else kind of stands out that it's a good potential midterm market? Well, I mean, traditionally, look, it was traveling nurses and other professionals. So we've, we've analyzed this use for um, like parts of Northwest Arkansas too. You know, we're about an hour, hour and a half away from Bentonville and Fayetteville, right. which is Walmart World Headquarters. Yep. So I've had several clients over the last couple of years looking in Bentonville for the same thing. You know, um, it's not necessarily a short-term market. I think it is starting to be now with the stuff that they're bringing to that area. But um, over the last couple of years, historically, it's been catering to, um, to to corporate interest, you know. So maybe doing something a little little higher end, you know, not just picking up a two-bedroom condo and throwing some Ikea furniture in it, but doing something nice where, you know, if someone's coming in internationally to stay in the Bentonville campus for, for a couple of weeks or a couple of months even um, to cater to that. I think just kind of looking at each, each demographic, each market demographic individually and seeing where the need is, seeing where, what's not being filled. And whether it's an area like this that just doesn't have existing homes that are, but we have homes being built, or if it's an area with a growing corporate footprint like Northwest Arkansas, and just catering to that that market is key. So I, mean, I think every market's interesting, Kenny, because you asked about the ideal buyer. You know, we talk about ideal buyers like in vacation rental markets. Well, what Ryan's talking about is a market in Bentonville that is so different than almost any other market. So I'm just going to give you three examples here. Nashville, Tennessee, midterm, really your business travelers, if you know how to acquire them, is who I would be going after. And I'd be on Furnished Finder doing some, uh, you know, kind of midterm, you know, nurses, traveling nurses and that type of stuff. But if I'm in Bentonville, I am hardcore Global Business Travel Association, you know, going after all the suppliers that have offices there, right? So if you think about how many different SKUs uh, does Walmart have? And if anybody's been there, a lot of these people have even small, like one, you know, kind of two room offices that they have when their people are coming in to go meet with Walmart, right? So I'm looking along in their distribution channels is what I would be doing, which would be completely different than if I'm like in Scottsdale, Arizona, close to the Mayo Clinic or the Samson Clinic in Santa Barbara or the, you know, the, the Mayo Clinic in, in Rochester, Minnesota is an example where a lot of people and even in, you know, John Hopkins University, Vanderbilt University here in Nashville, they're doing clinical research. And a lot of these surgeons and doctors are coming in for 30, 60, 90 days to do the clinical research. So I think before you jump into this market, for me, and Timmy knows I'm the marketer, guys, I'm always thinking about how I'm going to acquire that customer, how I'm going to market first. So I don't think there's one size fits all for midterm stays. It's going to be based on, you know, what demographics are coming to that market. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. And so what's the ideal house size though for midterm? Like a midterm in brand in Branson per se, like families or is it couples or what? How many guests typically? I would say just kind of looking at supply and demand, three to five bedroom single family is going to be the sweet spot because that 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 checks a lot of boxes. And especially if you go closer to the three bedroom size, then you don't necessarily have to fill up the whole house to cover, you know, your required income level on it. Mm. And I, I say that because, you know, the the existing inventory that we have in the Branson market 
overwhelmingly it's small condos or it's giant lodges and there's very little in between. So I think um, going with that, that kind of mid-size market, it, it just, it covers so many, so many different uses, whether it's short-term, long-term, mid-term. Um, and it, it's just a safer bet. I think just had this conversation with somebody else that, that left my office a few minutes ago and you know, these big lodges, they've been very popular in the last couple of years, but what are you going to do with it if, um, you know, if the market turns, you're not going to put a long-term renter in it. You're not going to put a midterm renter in it. You know, some of these places are going for a million and a half now for a seven bedroom. It's stupid. Yeah. But, you know, if you kind of walk the line down the middle and then you're also circumnavigating the, the STR restrictions by going over 30 days, it's something that no one else is doing and that you can do multiple things with. Yeah. And speaking of the restrictions, I mean, granted, every market's different, but how is it generally viewed by the city, by the community? Of, is there a difference people see, at least in the brands area, midterm rentals for short-term rentals? I don't think midterm's on anyone's radar right now at all. You know, the the restrictions here, are, I think, pretty similar to how a lot of the other mis- municipalities have gone. It's, you know, 30 days or more. So, um, you know, the whole their whole purpose for doing it was to protect individual residential housing values, which, which I get. But, um, you know, there's also... So many vacant homes in our area, I say vacant, you know, they're, they're owned, but, you know, because it is very much a second home and retirement home market. So I don't think, uh, you know, as far as appetite uh, for um, for legislation goes, I don't think it would really affect anything because, you know, the, the whole argument, just like anywhere else, they don't want a bunch of partiers in a residential subdivision. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and they probably wouldn't be. Now, I wonder, would it be taxed the same as short-term rentals? I, I don't know, but yeah. that's an interesting debate that could have to, but yeah, I, I don't see how they could, you know, and then the whole argument for taxing short-term rentals as they do now here in Taney County anyways, is, you know, it falls under the, uh, the transient housing, you know, right. you know, so I, I, I kind of get that argument too, you know, playing devil's advocate. Well, if the hotels have to pay it. So do you, so do you, but if you're putting people up for, you know, two or three months at a time, well, that's a completely different animal. That's not a short-term rental market and it's not a transient housing market. Right. That'll be the next level of of legislation to, uh, you know, just swarm around the entire country. There's no question. Cool. Kenny, you got any more questions for Ryan? No, no. I I just found that I, uh, I find that really interesting because we were, we were about to literally break down, you know, midterm rental markets, which when we think of midterm rental markets, we think of usually urban areas or, you know, near the the hospitals and so on um, versus vacation rental markets. And I mean, Ryan, I mean, you, you would consider uh, brands in the vacation rental market, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that's there, there is no industry here. It's it's tourism. Yeah. So, I mean, this is doing midterm in a vacation rental market, which, you know, kind of, I mean, that just opens my mind in terms of possibilities. Like you were saying, like, you you, grab, you piqued my interest when you're like, no one is doing this or thinking mm-hmm. about it, really. Um, and I mean, just simply word of mouth is getting people business is, is uh is really interesting so no that's that's really cool i appreciate you sharing all that yeah absolutely it's kind of spur of the moment i didn't really know what i was getting into when i hit the link it was an accidental invite that turned out to be pretty cool i'm supposed to be spending that link to kenny so yeah i literally just pulled this camera out of the box and plugged it in and then hit that link i'm like what's this oh these guys i know these guys so all right well uh thanks for letting me intrude i'll uh i won't take up any more of your time I awesome. mean, thanks for joining us, Ryan. We appreciate it. I mean, Bill, do, should we like? Are we going to put this on? Our, is this going to be in the show? I feel like it yes, it is. This is in the show. Go visit RyanDuffyHomes.com. I mean, there you go. Oh yeah, DuffyHomesLLC.com. Yeah. What is it? 
DuffyHomesLLC.com. DuffyHomesLLC.com. There you go. All right. Cool. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Bye. Bye. Uh, that's what happens when you send the link to the wrong person, Kenny. I, and then he hops in and he just goes with it. I love it. I, I, uh, it's interesting because it's, it's definitely on, it's obviously this topic of midterm rentals is on people's mind. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because of the economy or the uncertainty in the future or the, the slow like interest rates and the slow like fading away of the idea of, you know, the sexiness, I guess, of the idea of short term rent, vacation rentals. Um, people trying to find the next big thing, like what it is, but it's definitely on people's minds. And for our listeners out there who caught all that, that, uh, that conversation is something we were just having. I mean, so I just did uh, five or six conferences in the last month. I went around to all these different conferences. Some of them were short-term rental specific. Some of them were general. I went to uh, uh, bigger pockets. I mean, in San Diego at the beginning of October. And I was telling Bill this before we started the show that uh, they have a segment, a session on uh, midterm rentals, and they have the when they do their their segments or sessions, there's multiple ones going on at the same time, so people can attend different ones that fit whatever they're looking to do. But the midterm rental one was jam packed. The room was completely filled. People were standing on the side of the wall, like lined up on the walls. There were people on the outside of the room with the door open, trying to listen into the the session, the speaker who was talking. And it was, it really like, I was shocked by how many people were intrigued and interested in the terminals. And I had so many people during these conferences because STR Insights did sponsor or, or speak at some of these conferences. And so many people come up to me and say, hey, Kenny, can you tell me about midterm rental data? And I'm like, well, we're STR data. So unfortunately not, but it, it made me start doing a little more research into that market. Because everyone's asking, what are the best midterm rental markets to invest in? And when Ryan came on and and he he kind of blew my mind a little bit, Bill, because I'm sitting here thinking like I'm about to list out these top urban markets. And he's telling me how great Branson, Missouri is. That's not even on my radar. And I'm thinking, what are other markets like that that are across the country that could be used as midterm rental markets? Could it be every market? But as you mentioned, it's a different audience. So, I mean, I think it's a different audience in each market, right? And right. I want to I give a disclaimer to everybody first. Um, not what I'm about to say, but what we're talking about. Because remember, Kenny, a lot of people live and die by the influencers' conversations in our industry. And I, I'm sure Kenny's going to follow me behind this, but in no way am I, are we trying to send a message, at least I'm not going to try to send a message, that you need to switch from short-term to long or to mid-term or long-term anywhere. I believe if you're in that, if you're in the short-term rental game right now and you own a property or you can arbitrage your co-hosting for somebody, if you can't break even or be profitable, then you've made a bad investment, period. And then you probably need to look to make a change. But I don't look at midterm rentals really any different than Snowbirds, you know, down in, down in the South, to be honest with you. I did Snowbirds the very first winter that I invested down in the beach. And it was brutal. You know, the place was in worse condition when I would take it back over. The rent was when I, I went, I, couldn't, I can't even get today on a monthly rent of what I can get in a week, you know, during prime season. It's actually not even half. It's about a third. So I'm still a believer that if you have a rock solid short-term rental anywhere, it could be in New Mexico or, you know, Dustin or where it doesn't matter, that you should still be able to be profitable 
based on just filling up your weekends. And if you're not, then you made a bad decision when you invested. Or two, you're just waiting on Airbnb and Verbo and you need to learn to do some off-platform marketing, listing optimization, email marketing, that type of stuff. With that said, I think that midterm for most people that don't have the skill set to be able to do that off-platform marketing, Kenny, there's a big difference in my opinion. There, there's, pro- there's probably, and I'm guessing, I'm gonna, I probably see from conversations, I don't do midterm, right? But I get hit up all the time for longer stays, 30 days, 45 days, 60 days. And it's not just at my beach properties, it's other places. And if they're not kind of, if they don't fall into that snowbird bucket, they're typically going to be about 20, 25% higher than what a snowbird would pay. So I, w- I would rationalize that and consider that. I have one property in my portfolio that I would consider it right now. And that's at a lake, my lake house, because the lake is absolutely dead. I believe people are either going to the mountains, they're going to the beach. The attraction of going to a lake right now when it's challenging to be on the water is not the same as it was in 2020, 21, or early 22. And I don't anticipate that being not great. And it doesn't matter if it's my lake, if it's Hamasu, uh, if it's, you know, Hamilton, whatever it is. I think even the biggest lakes are going to struggle more than anything else in life. Mm. With that being said, there's a lot of things that you can do with midterm. And I think you're right, Kenny. Everybody just thinks about the urban markets. Now, I personally would not make an investment into a midterm state. Like, I don't want people to think that we're trying to push them to say, hey, short-term rentals have slowed down. Go invest in, into midterm rentals. Your, your strongest play is going to be able to do all three. Always. You know, you want to look at long-term rent to be sustainable. You might not be able to get long-term rent at the beach, but you definitely can get midterm. And I think that, and this is, I think, part of the discussion, COVID really took midterm as a viable option to where it's not just travel nurses that makes up a huge percentage of that. To where I look at what you just did. You were just in, on the West Coast between Utah and Vegas for like three or four weeks, right? And last summer, basically my family went on the road a lot of it was our properties, but we were gone from our house for seven out of that seven out of eight weeks in a row. I have a lot of friends that are my age who are getting close to being empty nesters, or they are just they're going, they're taking they homeschool. And a lot of families here in the South that are homeschooling. And they leave and they go for weeks at a time, like three weeks, five weeks, eight weeks sometimes. And they take the kids with them and they homeschool them there. So I think the way that society has changed through COVID, the way that you know, remote work has changed through COVID, creates a lot more opportunity for midterm if somebody wants to go down that path. But I personally don't think it's as profitable as short-term rentals, but there's a catch-22. You got to have skills in each one of these to be able to excel. And the skills are a little bit different, you know, for long-term, midterm, and short-term. Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina. My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost three and a half million dollars and he has absolutely crushed it for me. 
Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk, North Carolina, and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over, how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what? Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. What about, so Ryan touched on an interesting point that I think is worth discussing. Targeting markets that have right, like very strict regulation against um, short-term rentals, but nothing for midterm rentals. <laughs> What do you think about that? Because someone might say, you know what? I'm not, I, I want to invest in this particular market. They might have some really strict rules. It might not be favorable, but they have nothing against midterm rentals. So is it worth just investing and getting, because I really want to get into that market, invest in a midterm rental? I, I, I don't, what the, is that last sentence you just said is the buck that fucking ruins everything. I really want to get in that market. That's not bias. That you talk about, you don't you don't make investments based on wanting to get in that market unless you're in that second bucket of I want to vacation there, right? I need to, I'm going to work there part time or whatever that is. If it's strictly a financially driven decision, I'm going to go back to the very basics, right? Even when you're buying a short term rental, the very basic should be okay. You might make one hundred seventy five thousand dollars. Let's say your mortgage is seventy. Can you get five thousand dollars or six thousand dollars a month to offset the mortgage on the long term? In most cases, no, you're not going to get that in that market because the locals can't afford it, especially in a mountain market or a beach market. If you're in an urban market, that's different. Right now, today, I can get fourteen dollars to $15,000 a month for my house. My mortgage payment's $2,800 a month. would make total sense because that's long-term, not mid-term, right? So that makes total sense, but I'm not going to up and move my family and sell just to make an extra $10,000 a month on my house. So- I think I think the same fundamentals apply. It's going to be a financially driven decision. And I think if somebody's looking at midterm, they need to look at the failsafe of long term. Just like we should always be looking at the failsafe of long term. The, the reality is, is the failsafe for traditional vacation rental markets is midterm. So I think that is something that somebody could add to their pro forma. Hey, you know what? I've heard everybody say it's going to get worse in January and February and into 2023. And the news says we're going to go go into a recession. We're not even in a recession yet, right? Then you might want to look at midterm and short term, right? And try to do short term. But personally, I don't think somebody that's been in the short term space should be looking at a market to invest in midterm as a play. Unless you're like Dr. Rachel Gainsburg, who has all the ins with all the traveling nurses and HCA. That's a different deal, right? But for the, the, the regular investor out there, I think it's going to be a financially driven decision using your tool, Kenny, to still find the best options that are out there. I'm a huge believer, if you know what you're doing, SDR is still going to outperform midterm at least two to one and probably three to four to one if you're really good at SDR in most markets. I agree with that. I, I'm just wondering if it's like we've kind of, we're talking about this undiscovered unique strategy of literally going in and targeting specific markets that don't allow you to str but you can do an mtr 
and you can go in there and it's, it's, you're, you're going to make the rent, like you're, that's going to be, you know, and you're going to make some money. In my opinion, in my experience, you can, you obviously can charge more for a midterm rental or a long-term rental, but like you said, short-term rental is going to way more than both. However, I think it all, it all kind of goes back to the outcome. What do you want to get out of your investment? If you can define the outcome, then you can delineate the parameters that can layer underneath that outcome. Right. And I mean, what is it? 30 days in Manhattan. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to go invest into Manhattan and, and, you know, go into the midterm market there for a gazillion reasons. I think, and all the stuff that we've talked about here that, you know, we had these discussions when you were here, you know, last week, the cost segregation benefits, the taxes, the just everything that goes into it. But I do believe that there is a security blanket there with midterm that somebody should add that analysis to their performance when, when they're factoring in their investment strategy. Right. I just can't get behind looking, investing midterm only because I've been so successful in short term. It might be a completely different perspective for somebody that's brand new looking to invest, right? Or in, in the influence of being in the medical field, because that's where the majority of that's going to come from. When I first talked about like GBTA, travel managers, the business side of them on Clubhouse a year and a half ago, almost two years ago, the guys, you know, that were in arbitrage and, you know, co-hosting in the urban markets looked at me like I had three heads just because they didn't understand. They didn't know about that and how that worked, Right. In regards to, you know, you had a, a managed corporate travel program at your previous job uh, with Citibank, right? And, and I know the four providers that they use in the U.S. And it's really simple. If you go out, if you, if you fall under that travel program, I don't want to go down the, um, but you have to follow it. If you're at a Fortune 500 company. Right, you, know, you do. You don't want to If they say, Kenny, you're staying in this midterm rental when you go to Salt Lake, then you're going to stay there, right? So- I think there's a I think there's opportunity. I think it's a great thing to explore. I'm not sold yet that it's an, a financial alternative to short-term rentals. It could be if we continue on on the slide that we're on right now for a large percentage of people that want to set it and forget it and just get on to, you know, Airbnb, booking.com, Expedia, Verbo and then add Furnish Finder and do nothing else. I think that's an option. But if you're really trying to max out your ROI, uh, then, like I do, then that's probably not the best option. No, no. And, and for me, I, like there's always this, this need and desire in the back of my mind to diversify my portfolio, even in the real estate world as well. And so it might be something worth considering uh, because there are a lot of short-term rental owners who have many properties and they have many long-term rentals as well. And they understand that, hey, this is a long-term rental. This is not in a short-term rental market. I'm going to leave it as such. But what if this midterm rental option now, you know, you can now play that instead of simply just having long-term rentals and short-term rentals. And so for me, that it, it becomes a, a point of diversification for my portfolio rather than just sticking to, you know, one or the other kind of thing. So, because I... I haven't seen a lot of long-term rentals that make sense. <laughs> so, I, I agree. I, I agree yeah. with you. And I think that when you're looking at midterm, you know, we talk about location, proximity, views, amenities, that type of stuff. You can take the views out realistically and just, it is location, location, location. Even yep. if you are not in Manhattan 
or Chicago. Uh, you could be in Tampa. You could be in Nashville or Birmingham or Scottsdale. It's it's about literally as close as you are to that office building, as close as you can get to that hospital. That's like the number one thing that you have to look at, whether it's an apartment that you're going to arbitrage, sublease, you know, buy, you know, a house, whatever that is. And, and the same thing, look, here's what I'm going to tell you about mid. If I was to get into midterm right now, I'm going to tell you where I would do it. I would be looking at SEC school, literally large universities, Georgia Tech, SEC schools, UCLA, all these North Carolina, because there's so many people, kids and even parents that are getting them out of the dorms and even putting them in there. And that's something, honestly, I've considered as an investment strategy. I will probably execute my first one within a couple of years when my oldest daughter, she's a year and a half from going to college. If she doesn't go here in Nashville, I will probably buy something and then say, hey, we need to get you two roommates, you know, to to pay the rent. And that's more of a long term, but that's also going to be shorter term. It's not going to be a year. And here's what's happening. There's a lot of Airbnb college surfers out there. They don't want to sign a year contract. They're literally going like quarter, quarter by quarter and semester by semester. So it's funny, you know, all of our, a lot of our mastermind members went up to Louisville and the Bourbon Trail, which is a great place. But I had a conversation with two or three of them. Why aren't you looking like in close proximity, you know, lower barrier to entry in the like 300000 to $500,000 range where most of them were looking at like six hundred dollars to a million dollar properties on the Bourbon Trail and get close to Louisville. Go to Lexington to get close to the University of Kentucky. You know, and I look at even a, a market, a market nobody would ever talk about. Bowling Green, Kentucky is having a huge housing shortage. But yet there's a lot of Airbnbs. There's a lot of short-term rentals there to where somebody could purchase and convert and get around the regulation by doing three, four months or quarterly or semester rentals. And those are always going to be consistent. You just have to deal with the issues of what happens when you turn over that property, have high enough deposits and all that type of stuff. So I think midterm means more. And there's a, a more opportunity than just like the traditional travel nurse, which I think, which is what most people right. call. Yeah, you say that. You've got business travelers, you've got stay-at-home remote workers, and you have students that can all be potential customers. Yeah, that is a unique. Uh, yeah, I like the the student the, the student thing. I, that was one of the things I struggled with college is, and I made a decision off of where to to stay. I paid more money. I was willing to pay more money because I didn't have to sign a year lease. Because I knew in the summertime, I wasn't going to be living there. And I was like, this isn't fair. I have to pay rent for a place I'm not gonna be living in because I'm gonna have to leave during the summertime. There's no work, there's nothing here. So I paid more money at another place because I could leave at the end of the, the school year and then take my money and go wherever I was going and stay there. So yeah, I, I think the, the thing that's scary about midterm rentals and a lot of people they kind of, like you said, they regurgitate the traveling nurses, which which is great. It's a great market, great opportunity. I know it works, but um, that's all they really know. And so they're kind of looking for this like person or, or people or whatever to come out and be like, here, you know, here's the strategy. Here's how I apply it. This is why I do it. You know, buy my course. <laughs> but, you know, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. for, for anyone listening, I think that one you have to be thinking differently. You have to kind of be on the edge, not on the edge, on like the fringe, like in terms of like being a pioneer in this space, I think in the midterm rental space. I think there's, yes, it's been established for a while on different sides, but this whole idea of going into a market that, like you said, the Bowling Green one, for example, with their regulations, 
midterm rentals don't have those regulations. So you're the first one in there because you're thinking differently, you're acting differently, and your investment strategy is different. It's maybe not the highest ROI, but is that really what you're after? Is that ROI or, or you know, the diversification or some other returns? Like, what is that? And identifying that beforehand. So, I mean, anyway, I, I think it's a really, uh, it's something for each of us to think about, especially as we're growing our portfolio in, in real estate. Is it, do we want to strictly stay short-term rental or do we need to diversify outside of that? And, and what does that look like and how would we do it? Because as short-term rental hosts, I think that gives us a leg up over long-term rental hosts who are trying to get mid-term rentals because we are willing to put in the legwork to do the marketing or to you know handle the gas and to deal with the leases that are shorter and all this. Whereas long-term investors, they just want passive income where midterms like this mix in between. And so I think that's where we could definitely get a leg up on our fellow hosts as well as long-term renters or uh, investors because we are willing to put in that work and figure it out and, and work with these students. And I think there's opportunity there. Agreed. I, I, we'll wrap this up. I want to end with one thing. If you're looking at getting into short-term and you like the college play, just look at downtown Nashville. You have Vanderbilt University, Lipscomb University, Belmont University, all within a mile of each other. You throw in Tribeca, that's about three and a half miles away, and there's another university. I can't remember the name of it. You've got five miles within, or five universities, like legit universities within three and a half miles. You can find that in Los Angeles. You can find that in Manhattan. You can find it in Philadelphia. There's, you can find it in Atlanta with Emory and, you know, Georgia Tech. There's a lot of these options. So then you can, then you have, you're opening up your marketplace, right? Do not make an investment just on one small college. Do not make an investment just on travel nurses. If you really want to open it up and give yourself some security, make sure you have options when you're going into these markets. Yeah, I second that. I We talked about this. Boom, two, we got Kenny's stamp of approval. Two, <laughs> excuse me, two episodes ago, we talked about having, what was it, the traffic drivers. It was like two or three traffic drivers and that applies to any investment you're doing, not That's just short-term rentals, not just why people are going. Well, I mean, it, it really is why people are traveling there, but like, like specifically what are, if it's the universities, there's got to be two or three or, you know, schools or whatever. Um, if that's the play, making sure you have that kind of contingency traffic driver as well. Uh, so yeah, I think that's, that's a common theme that you'll see in, in how we're trying to identify the right markets to invest in is not just picking random ones that are nowhere, but identifying the true traffic drivers and making sure there's at least two to three. Awesome. You guys later. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode every Thursday at 12 a.m. Peace out. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.